0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Chatterbug stream. My name is Max Roberts. Let's learn some English. Hello. uh, Hello, uh, Hussein. Welcome to the stream. Good to see you. Um, So, everyone, before we start, I have a question. Which is more formal? Which is more formal? Can I have an ice cream? Or may I have an ice cream? Which is more formal? Can I have an ice cream? Or may I have an ice cream? Because today we are talking about the differences between formal English and informal English. Formal and informal. (laughs) So which is more formal? Now English does have a lot of differences between formal English and informal English. Formal, which you may use with your boss. Informal, which you may use with your best friend. So, very good if you said, May I have. May I have is more formal than can I have. May I have is formal English. Can I have is casual English. Now, as I said, English has a lot of differences between formal and informal language and i'm going to give you some tips today on how to tell the difference and how to get a feel for formal english versus informal english um hello Samaye, welcome to the stream so formal english you might use with your job application uh, with older people that you don't know at work meetings with people you don't know, uh, essays or written assignments should always be in formal English, and emailing officials or offices. So, for example, if you're emailing your local government or if you're emailing um, to complain about something, you would use formal English. If I'm writing a formal complaint uh, to a company about something, I would use formal English. So, formal language for job applications, older people you don't know, work meetings with people you don't know, essays or written assignments, or emailing officials and offices. There are other examples as well, like in a fancy restaurant you might use formal language. Uh, Informal language I might use with with my friends, with my family, with work colleagues casually around the office. So in the office I get in and I wouldn't go, good day, how are you feeling this morning? I would just say, hey, how are you doing? Um, in a work environment that's sort of more casual, uh, and with the staff in a trendy cafe, for example. Like, if I'm ordering a coffee in East London in a hip cafe, I wouldn't be saying, would you mind terribly getting me a coffee? I would just say, hey, can I have a coffee, please? Um, so, informal language is being used more and more, I would say. Um, online, pretty much, people use informal language. I use quite informal language when I stream with you, Um, I don't think I really use formal language. And I would say formal language is more used in written English, and informal language is more used in spoken English. So, I'm going to show you two short paragraphs. One is in formal English, and one is in informal English. Listen out for the differences. So, last week my sister and I took the train to Brighton, a popular seaside town in the south of England. Although it's a pebble beach and despite the cloudy weather, the beach was crowded with sunbathers and families. One group nearly lost their picnic when a strong wind blew their blanket and paper plates away. I'll read it again. Uh, last week my sister and I took the train to Brighton, a popular seaside town in the south of England. Although it's a pebble beach, and despite the cloudy weather, the beach was crowded with sunbathers and families. One group nearly lost their picnic when a strong wind blew, their blanket and paper plates away. Now, let me show you an informal version of the same story. So this is informal. Oh, did I tell you, me and my sister went to Brighton last week. We got the train down. It was really fun. I mean, it was really cold, and there's no sand, just, you know, stones. But it was still pretty good. All these people were trying really hard to sunbathe and have picnics and stuff. And then there was this, like, big gust of wind, and all the plates and blankets were flying everywhere. So funny. So the first one is very formal. And the second one is very informal, and I would say the first one, it feels like I've written the story in a book to say what I did with my weekend. The second one sounds like I'm just talking to my friend. So one more time, let's look at them. Um, And then I'm going to break it down a little bit. So, last week my sister and I took the train to Brighton, a popular seaside town in the south of England. Although it's a pebble beach, and despite the cloudy weather, um, the beach was crowded with sunbathers and families. One group nearly lost their picnic when a strong wind blew their blanket and paper plates away. Oh, did I tell you, me and my sister went to Brighton last week. We got the train down, it was really fun, I mean, it was really cold and there was no sand, just, you know, stones. But it was still pretty good. All these people were trying really hard to sunbathe and have picnics and stuff, and then there was this, like, big gust of wind and all of the plates and blankets were flying everywhere. So, funny. So that sort of shows you the difference in formal and informal English. Uh, Lots of you in the chat. Hi Anna, hi Mabule from Iran. Hello Odelgato, Chris, Uh, good to see you. Mings, will the staff in the trendy cafe get shocked if you use formal language to order your coffee? They might think it's a bit strange, not shocked, and they'll accept it, but they might find it a bit funny. If you go, kind sir, may I have a coffee? Yeah, you just say hi, hi, can I have a coffee, please? Um, so, which is more formal in these two sentences? Which is more formal? She's decided to accept the job or she has decided to accept the job? Which is more formal? Let's see how you do. Um, I'm trying to think of examples. Maybe with your doctor, you would use more formal language. It sort of depends, and we also have sort of between. There's sort of super formal, super informal, and then we have kind of something in between. Um, so it really depends. So very good, everyone, if you said she has decided to accept the job. That is more formal. So this is one thing that makes things less formal, and that are contractions. So I am writing to say, dot, 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 versus I'm writing to say. If you're writing a formal email, it sounds better to, to not contract. To not contract. So contractions are things like don't, can't, uh, I'm, haven't. I have not seen him today. I haven't seen him today. One is more informal. One is more formal. I can't make it to the party. I cannot make it to the party. One is more formal. One is more informal. Um, Livia, Very, very good. The first text also sounds like a voiceover in some documentary. This is very true. In documentaries and news broadcasts, they use formal English. Uh, so in a news broadcast or a documentary, you use formal English, you don't use casual English. Which is more formal? Which is more formal? The man I met in Spain or the man whom I met in Spain? Which is more formal? Uh, very Yeah, no, Livia, that's a really good example. So, like I would say, if you're watching the news on BBC, they're probably speaking very formal English, whereas if you watch a soap opera on the BBC, they're probably speaking very casual English. Um, so, which is more formal, the man I met in Spain or the man whom I met in Spain? Well, very good if you said the man whom I met in Spain. This is another feature of formal language. Relative clauses are used a lot more in formal language. So if I'm just talking to my friend, oh yeah, did you see the painting I bought? I wouldn't say it casually to a friend, did you see the painting that I bought? That feels a bit strange. Um, Did you see the painting I bought? It's on the wall over there. Yeah, I really like it too, it looks great. Whereas if I was writing a nice letter, have you seen the painting that I bought? It is hanging on my wall I am very pleased with how it looks. So do you see the difference? One is informal one is formal. Hey did, did you see the painting I bought it's on my wall I think it looks great. Have you seen the photo that I am hanging on my that I'm hanging on my wall? Uh, I think it looks fantastic. So relative uh, clauses we use a lot in formal language the painting that I bought the man whom I met in Spain, the, um, the glasses that I wear. Very, very good. I've done a stream on relative clauses, so feel free to look it up if you're not sure what a relative clause is. Which is more formal? Went to the supermarket, be back in ten. Or, I went to the supermarket, I will be back in ten minutes. Which is more formal? Went to the supermarket, back in ten. Or, I went to the supermarket I will be back in 10 minutes. Let's see I think this one's quite easy. I think this one you should be able to work out which is more formal. Yeah well done everyone that was quite easy. So uh, a more formal sentence would be I went to the supermarket I will be back in 10 minutes versus went to the supermarket be back in 10. So not using personal pronouns is very informal, uh, and we do this a lot in writing when we write text messages. Um, uh, yeah, feeling good, off to the supermarket, be back in ten. It's very very informal. Went, to, where did you go? Text went to the park versus I went to the park. Uh, this is very very sort of text message language, and is very very informal. Um, so on WhatsApp to my friend, I would write went to the park, um, whereas. If I'm writing to my boss to say that I'm away from my desk, I would say, um, I have gone to the park, I will be back in 10 minutes. Now where it's a little bit confusing is when you write an essay, I is considered less formal. Uh, So when you're arguing, when you're arguing something, I is considered less formal. So at the end of an essay, if you say, I considered various research methods for the study, That sounds less formal than various research methods were considered for the study. Um, Anna, Very good. In general, formal language is longer. That is true. In general, formal language is longer. So, in these two examples, both are formal, definitely. Um, An informal version would be something like, I thought about different methods for my essay. Whereas, I considered various research methods for the study is pretty formal, but even more formal is various research methods were considered for the study. Because the I in an essay sounds a little bit um, less official. Um, But in an email, you couldn't really do this. In an email, if you're talking about what you are doing, then you have to write I. Um, Next question. Which is more formal? I blew up the balloon, or I inflated the balloon. I blew up the balloon, or I inflated the balloon. Which is more formal? I blew up the balloon, or I inflated the balloon. So this is kind of interesting because there are words that are considered more formal than others in English. We have words that are a bit more formal and words that are a bit more informal. So which is more formal? I blew up the balloon or I inflated the balloon. Very, very good if you said I inflated the balloon. I inflated the balloon. So inflated is a bit more formal than blew up. And that is because phrasal verbs like blew up are usually less formal. So phrasal verbs are those words that we split up. I went up the stairs. I got on the bus. I looked at the man. These are all phrasal verbs, um, and they usually have an equivalent that isn't a phrasal verb, and that's more difficult. So, I took my clothes off. I took my clothes off versus I removed my clothes. Now, I took my clothes off, sounds very informal. I removed my clothes, sounds much more formal. Um, I went up the stairs. I ascended the stairs, I got on the horse, I mounted the horse. In pretty much all of those examples, the phrasal verb sounds less formal. Uh, So phrasal verbs are definitely less formal. Uh, Pablo, it's good to be back. Yes, I'm glad you're watching. I'm glad you are back. Thank you, thank you, thank you for watching. Um, Essie, I live in Birmingham. People say in it instead of isn't it yeah in it and that's very informal in it in it <laughs> that's very informal in it <laughs> very very good that's yeah proper Birmingham. i'm from Birmingham and we say in it very good um so in general words of greek french and latin origin are considered more formal Words of Germanic Old English origin are considered more informal. So things like start and versus commence. Uh, I started writing my essay. I commenced writing my essay. I mean that sounds almost too formal. <laughs> or end versus terminated. Uh, I'm ending this interview versus I'm terminating this interview. Terminate sounds a lot more formal. Um, and there's lots of lists online. I found one so it's definitely worth googling if you're not sure. Um, So, for example, find out is informal, ascertain is formal, free is informal, I freed the rabbit, I released the rabbit is formal, Uh, get, I got the money versus I obtained the money, Uh, I bought something versus I purchased, so I bought some apples, I purchased some apples. And these are... um, These are very sort of clear examples of where a Latin word or a Greek word sounds a little bit more fancy, a little bit more formal, and these I would write, if I'm writing a formal complaint, for example, from Amazon, something came back and it was wrong, I recently bought, I recently purchased a laptop and it is faulty versus... I just bought a laptop and it's broken. Do you see? Uh, Anna, is it true we should be careful if we use the, word, the verb blow? When I was in high school my teacher said we should be careful with this verb because it can put in the mind sex. Is that true? Uh, yeah, blow, I mean, yes. Uh, be careful with the word blow. <laughs> I blew up the balloon is fine. Um, <laughs> because you say I blew up the balloon. But yes, the word blow has, can have sexual connotations. So, everyone, um, that's a kind of rough introduction to formal versus informal language. I'm now going to show you two emails that I wrote. One is informal, one is formal. Let's have a look. So, I'm imagining that I've just emailed someone and then they've replied saying that we should have a meeting. So, dear David, thank you for the response to my email and for suggesting that we meet. I am available on the 22nd in the afternoon. Would that be suitable for you? I look forward to your response. Kind regards, Max. I'll read it again. Dear David, thank you for the response to my email and for suggesting that we meet. I am available on the 22nd in the afternoon. Would that be suitable for you? I look forward to your response. Kind regards, Max. I'm now gonna show you the exact same email In informal language. So I've written both and I'm going to show you the exact same email in informal language. Hi Dave, thanks for getting back to me. Yes, let's meet. I am free on the 22nd after lunch. Does that work? I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks again, Max. So it's almost exactly the same email, but one is informal and one is formal. So the first one is probably for a work opportunity at an important company, someone I don't know. The second one is a friend, someone who I've known a long time, uh, a casual meeting, maybe in a more casual industry, like in the theatre industry, we're not quite as formal. Um, so, let me show you those again. Dear David, thank you for the response to my email. And you'll notice I said thank you for the response to my email, and not thanks for answering my email and for suggesting that we meet. I am available on the 22nd in the afternoon. Oh, I want to say the first sentence is nice and long as well. That is more formal to go, thank you for the response to my email and for suggesting that we meet. Not, thank you for the response to my email and thanks for suggesting we meet. No. I am available on the 22nd in the afternoon. Would that be suitable for you? I look forward to your response. Kind regards, Max. Versus Hi Dave. Thanks for getting back to me. Yes, let's meet. So in the other one I said, thank you so much for your response and for getting back to me uh, and for suggesting that we meet. Where they're here, I'm just like, yes, let's meet. I am free on the 22nd after lunch. Not I am available, I am free. Does that work? Would that be all right for you or something is more formal? Does that work? Look forward to hearing from you. And I got rid of the I there. Look forward to hearing from you, very, very informal. Thanks again, super informal. Thank you is more formal than thanks, Max. So I hope that gives you an idea of formal versus informal. And remember, writing style is important in formal versus informal language. The way that we write is very important in formal versus informal language. So please, please, please be careful when you write an email. there is a big difference between formal and informal English and how it comes across. But thank you for watching, it's been a lot of fun and I feel like that's been a pretty good uh, introduction to formal and informal language, so I look forward to seeing you all very very soon. Until then my friends, goodbye, see you all soon, bye bye!